Today's pod, we're talking about everything around the trade deadline. Some new names, some old names. Uh, if the Mavericks were going to trade for somebody this week, who would you want them to trade for? That's and more coming up on today's pod. Luncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome to Lockdown Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris. I'm a contributor at Mavs.com. And today I'm riding solo because Nick is traveling across country um, for a quick trip uh, for something in his family. I'll let him tell you about that. But I'm holding down the fort today. As we kind of go around the league and talk about some things, uh, some new names, some old names that we have heard in the rumor mill, in the trade mill, and all of that. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's do this. Let's hang out today. A lot of you guys are listening in your car on the way to work. It's a Tuesday. Some of you might be like dreading, you know, work today. It's like, hey, listen, the trade deadline is in two days. This is like prime speculation rumors. If you like me, you have like all these random people on notifications too. like just hook it up to my veins. I'm all here for it. Uh, even though if half of it is probably more than half of it. it's not even true. I'm here for all of it. I just love thinking about new things, new possibilities, and then just hoping something fun happens. So then we could talk about it from a content, from a fan perspective, everything. Um, a little housekeeping at first from a Mavs angle. KP, uh, the Mavericks play at the Detroit Pistons tonight in Dallas. Welcome to Dallas, Kate Cunningham. Um, actually, I don't even know if he's actually playing tonight. I need to check the injury report for that. But um, Koo does a great job. He's our locked out Pistons host. He does a great job covering those guys. So if you want some uh, a Pistons angle to that, make sure you... Uh, Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He sent out a tweet the other day. <laughs> he said, Trey Lyles, he said, I'm paraphrasing here. Trey Lyles is one of the uh, more annoying players for him to watch since watching DeLon Wright. And I'm like, wow, welcome uh, to that party. But uh, Christos Porzingis out tonight against the Pistons. 21st game of the season uh, that he will be out. Uh, it's his fifth game in a row uh, that he's uh, been out for this uh, lingering knee issue. I have zero other insights. Um, or comments to add to that. It is a bummer. Uh, I have not heard a timetable at the time that I'm recording this. We record this pod at 11.03 Central Time on Monday night. So uh, you guys might know something about KP uh, uh, more than I do. But Maxi's out tonight also. Uh, game three in a row for him <laughs> with him being out with his D issue. And uh, yeah, so a little shorthanded going against the Pistons team. And um, speaking of the Pistons, Let's stay on Jeremy Grant. So real quick, I posed a question today on Twitter and I said, hey, if there's one player or who is a player that you want the Mavericks to go out and trade for this week and got a plethora, how's that for a word for you today? Plethora of responses and <laughs> and uh, I'm going to spend the next the two uh, last two segments going through some of your responses to that. I'll shout some of you out. Some of you guys were hilarious 
Um, shout out to the guy who said, Hey, Desmond Bain. I didn't know if he was, uh, he said, Desmond Bain, local kid played right down the road at TCU. I don't know if you guys know that, but, um, Desmond Bain is, uh, play college ball here in Dallas, local kid. Um, I don't know if the Mavs know about him or not, but, um, yeah, he's a good player. Anyway, going back to Jeremy Grant, Matt Moore, HP basketball on Twitter and uh, of the Action Network and Locked On Network. Yeah, you know he's a, a podcast host here for uh, the Locked On Network. I shot him a DM. I was like, "Hey man, I seen you had some uh, some math stuff, and uh, just make sure you go follow him on Twitter." A lot of you, are, <laughs> you guys already follow him on Twitter, but uh, this was written format. He's dropped a couple pieces over the past few days of uh, just trade intel around the league and all of that. So. Uh, Couple little Mav, Mavs nuggets in there, uh, not Denver Nuggets, but a little, uh, little bits of information. Jeremy Grant, he put this uh, when he was kind of describing the unique situation the Pistons are in with Grant. He adds this at the bottom of that report. He says both the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. Once again, this is Matt Moore, at Action Network, HP Basketball on Twitter. He said both the Utah Jazz and Dallas Mavericks have explored a deal for Grant in recent weeks. Sources said, but both but both face an uphill climb to generate the assets needed to generate Detroit's interest. So Jeremy Grant, we've talked about it a handful of times. I feel like a lot of different teams in the league are interested in him. Um, you know, you're looking at a guy who can get buckets, 20 points a game, uh, 27 years old, he makes 20 mil this year, 21 million next year, guaranteed. Um, but if you trade for him, you're obviously committing to that extension. Uh, you're looking at that four-year extension, high dollar. So if you trade for whoever does, you know, trade for him, if they do trade him, you're obviously going to make this commitment to a guy who played this role in Denver, played this um, complimentary role, I guess, for this, you know, playoff team for a really good team in Denver. He want he wanted his own limelight, uh, his own show there, um, and went to Detroit and. What a season he had last year, right? I mean, 22 points a game last year. He jumped up. He made that leap. A lot of people didn't think he could make that leap. He did. Um, but it was a bad team. And it's another bad team this season. His number's a little bit down. He's dealt with some injuries and stuff this year. But, I mean, <clears throat> from a Mavs angle of this, I don't think there's any way that you can get into the if, – if the Mavericks wanted uh, to get Jeremy Grant, which I think of all the responses I got to that, I didn't, I didn't see hardly any – uh, Jeremy Grant. So I'm assuming a lot of you guys uh, are not about about the Jeremy Grant addition in Dallas. But I'll just say this: if the da if if the Mavericks are interested in Jeremy Grant, I would assume that you can't even get close to that without including Jalen Brunson. Uh, now we have seen a couple of different places. Jake Fisher at Bleacher Report. Um, I want to say somebody else too. Sorry if I'm missing this person has reported that the you know the Pistons have been interested or are interested in Jalen Brunson. They're one of the handful of teams that would have cap space this coming up summer, this offseason to chase Jalen Brunson. Um, so if they're interested, they got the money. So would they go uh, chasing Brunson before the deadline? How much, you know, if, if the Mavs are interested, I mean, how much are you adding with Brunson to get a guy like Jeremy Grant? Um, you know, is there a Porzingis angle to this? Uh, you know, with Pistons, they don't have a ton of, you know, bigs that I would say um, would prevent them from. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what the Jeremy Grant angle is. I don't know Dallas level of interest in Jeremy Grant. 
Um, I think if he did end up in Dallas, there is a scenario where I could see how it fits as far as a, you know, a, another guy who can, you know, get buckets that could score that can defend. He's a wing. Um, he's, he could play in a playoff series, all of this stuff. I, I, I understand all of that. So, uh, I'll be curious to what happens with him over the coming days. Uh, as I mean, he could go anywhere. I mean, he could go to Portland. He could go to a playoff team in the East. I have no clue where he's going to go. Matt Moore also said in a piece before uh, this Jeremy Grant piece, I want to say it was like three days ago. Uh, he said he just casually dropped in there that the Mavericks have made calls about Pascal Siakam. Um, I'm not going to touch on this a lot because I don't really think this is realistic, especially if you guys have been following Siakam over the past few weeks. Uh, this man, ever since he's came back from his COVID protocols and all of that has been balling out for Toronto. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't think Dallas could even get involved with that. I think even if Porzingis was healthy, um, I think that would be a tough, yeah, I it's just Siakam's playing better than Porzingis right now, and he's healthy. So that's that. I will add the the tiny, tiny little nugget uh, that uh, the Raptors were one of you know Porzingis's four teams. Um, if you go back to the you know when Porzingis was kind of on his way out of New York, uh, there was that four that list of four teams that kind of leaked out there uh, that Porzingis uh, was wanting to go to. Obviously, we know Dallas was not on that list at the time, and then bam, Dallas came out of nowhere. But uh, to my recollection, uh, the the Raptors was on that list. So that was a handful of years ago. I don't think they have a shot at Siakam. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about some of your tweets. Some of you guys threw out some names. And I want to talk about some names that we haven't really talked about a ton on the pod. Uh, while, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, John Collins, CJ. But there are a few names you guys threw out to me that uh, I want to discuss a little bit further. But first... This pod is brought to you by TurboTax. TurboTax. Now, I've, I've used TurboTax a handful of times for my taxes, so uh, I'm a fan of what they do. People think the unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives. Whether you're interested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Now, I don't have twins. I have two rambunctious kids under the age of four. But uh, luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer all your tax questions. I have plenty of tax questions. Walk you through the whole process. Do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve. Uh, yeah. So use TurboTax. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. So do your thing. You've got your taxes into it. TurboTax live. Okay. I need Nick to do these ad reads. They kill me, especially when my voice is hurting and I'm trying not to cough for you guys because then you come at me. Did I look up cough buttons on Amazon last night? Maybe, maybe so. Um, so shout out. If I just take a drink of water, get off me. Don't judge me on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening in your car and you're like, Hey, did my pod just, you know, just stop for a second? No, it didn't. It was just me taking a drink of water. So give me like 15, 20 seconds. And then just don't tell Nick that I'm just like pausing and taking a drink like right now. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Segment two. This is awesome. I posed a question on Twitter reminding uh, you here. One player that you would want the Mavericks to trade for. 
over the next coming days. Next like 48 hours. Let's do that. Um, a lot of different responses. Lee Page. My buddy Lee Page said, Stanley. <laughs> Stanley from the office. Sorry, Lee. Don't think it could happen. We had Wes Matthews. At 627, Zach said, Eric Gordon or Larry Nance? Now, we've talked about Eric Gordon a handful of times. I think a lot of people around the league are trying to get him right now. He's a vet. He can shoot the basketball. He can, he can defend. Um, you know, he makes near $20 million this year. Has that you know year for you know next season around that $19, $20 million mark. Cleveland's off the board, it looks like, for him. So where does he go? I think he does end up on a contender. I'll be interested to see what the package for him you know, looks like compared to Karis LeVert's package of that, you know, late first round pick, that early second round pick from Houston that they got for LeVert and um, that expiring for Rubio. So can Houston get a first round pick? Can Houston get cap relief for next season? We'll see uh, what Houston can pull off with that. But the second name that uh, Zach says in this tweet said Larry Nance. Larry Nance, we haven't talked about a lot because we don't know what Portland's going to do, right? Like, we don't know how many players they're going to sell off. If it's CJ, is it Nurkic? Larry Nance is this guy. He's 29 years old. He makes $10.6 million this year. makes $9 million next year. He's this guy. He plays above the rim. We know he can dunk. We've seen him in that dunk contest. Shout out to his dad. Uh, he can play defense. Uh, he's a fun big. You know, he's around that 6'9", 6'10", Mark. Uh, he just doesn't shoot threes, right? So he, if you try to envision him in Dallas, envision that Dwight Powell role, that's, and, and that's Larry Nance. Um, I just, you know, Portland, I don't know what Portland's going to do with him because they just traded a first for him not too long ago. Like, so they kind of went, you know, that trade, it was a three-team trade that they kind of pushed their chips in to get Larry Nance. You know, they threw a first into that to get him. So, um if I'm them, I think I just hold on to him. I think they're more looking at that Nurkic, CJ McCollum, you know, stuff of, hey, let's try to trade off these guys. Let's keep Larry Nance for a little bit and go from there. But if Dallas could get their hands on Nance and bring him to Dallas, like he would fit. He would fit in that, like I said, that Dwight Powell role. I'm not opposed to it. It's not the guy that I'm like going after, especially a guy who can't shoot threes. And if a guy can't shoot threes, especially a big, then the, you know, the only other guys that I'm looking at in that range is, okay, well, if you can't shoot threes, then I really want you to be able to protect the basket, right? Like a guy, you know, hearing a little bit, I want to talk about is Mitchell Robinson. And, you know, this guy's 23 years old. He's had some injury problems in New York, but dude can defend the rim. He's super athletic. He could catch a lob. You know, he's not shooting threes, but at least he's defending the rim. So that's the only thing with Nance of like, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not actively going after him because he doesn't shoot the threes and he's not really defending. You know, he's not your anchor on defense, if you want to say that. Um, shout out to Dylan, who sent me the Desmond Bain tweet. I already said that. Um, Rafael uh, Rocha, 87. Uh, if I butchered that, sorry. Uh he said Jeremy Lamb into the traded player exception. Now, I'm pretty sure that Jeremy Lamb makes just a tad bit over what the TPE is. Um, just, a, I mean, just a tad bit over that. I could be wrong. If not, then ignore that. Uh, let's just assume that you could absorb Lamb into that. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You know, Lamb is a wing. He shot 40% from three last year. He struggled a little bit this year. Uh, you know, he plays for the Pacers with Rick and those guys up there. Uh, he shoot 33% from three this year. You know, I'm not, you know, we're not doing an emergency pod for Jeremy Lamb. I'm sorry if they trade for him tomorrow. I don't know. Nick might text me and say we need to, but, um, and then I'll just laugh at him. But Jeremy Lamb's not, you know, he, 
yeah. If it's the end of the deadline, Mavericks have done nothing. They have the TPE. And it's like, hey, we'll just take you for free if you want to shed some more money. Then sure, like, why not? Um, but kind of like the Schroeder stuff, it's like, sure, why not? If it's at right at the buzzer, no one's taking him. Sure, take him into the TPE. But uh, I'm not really, you know, going, you know, too excited for that one. Now, this one is a name that we have talked about for the Mavs that I'll be, I'm really curious. I just DM Doug Branson, uh, one of the hosts for Locked on Hornets a little bit ago, but, uh, sir on Twitter at sir Dromos said PJ Washington. Now I like PJ Washington. I've liked him ever since he came into the league. He's this athletic big. He's around six, eight, uh, plays for Charlotte. Uh, he's 23 years old. He's still on the rookie contract. So he makes around that 4.2 million dollar range you know going into next year that's when they'll have to decide on um you know what that extension looks like for him if they want to you know extend him then he could go into like restricted free agency all that different stuff um shoots 40 percent from three and i'm really curious and what i asked doug and you know if some of you listeners are more familiar with the hornets and stuff is why don't they want to keep him is it a money thing because you have all these guys you pay terry rozier obviously you're paying gordon hayward <laughs> you want to bring in is it just a simple hey we just want to upgrade and that's the only piece we have because you're about to pay miles bridges somebody tweeted at me and said miles bridges and I, I just don't think we have a shot at miles bridges i mean unless they just like hey we really don't want to pay him we don't think he fits and all this stuff but it seems like He's fitting well there. He's having a really good season. So I'm not really considering Bridges. So if it's just the fact of, hey, we have to use Washington to get a, a big on the roster or get another center on the roster, I kind of get it. But, man, I like him. Like a 40% you know, big who's athletic, uh, who's still super young. So, yeah, if I'm Dallas, man, if I could – it's that type of move to where I'm not breaking the bank to go get him. But if it's at a discount and it's – it, let's say it's more of a money thing for Charlotte. Like, hey, we know we're not going to be able to pay him next year. We want to allocate our funds other places. Then uh, I'm I'm interested in a PJ Washington. So uh, I like him. I'll be seeing what happens with him over the next few days, and I'll be surprised if they just like kind of dump him for nothing. Um, I would. It would make more sense if he's like the centerpiece to go get like a Sabonis or Miles Turner or something like that. Um, just real quick before we take another break, uh, at Billy Sierra says, uh, Jonas, uh, Valanchunas or, uh, Jakob Pertl, uh, Valanchunas, I've read different reports that, uh, you know, he's kind of off limits for new Orleans. You know, when you look at new Orleans, you know, if new Orleans is interested in senior McCollum and, you know, some of these guys that are more win now, then you want to keep Valanchunas. So I, I don't really expect them to trade him. Because I think he's a guy you want on your squad in the playoffs. If they do trade him, I think I've said on the spot a few times that I, I like him. I would love uh, his addition to to Dallas. But Pirtle is such an interesting case because it feels like I mean you guys are reading the same things I am that other teams are really going after him because he's this you know he's 26 year old center uh, there in San Antonio. Um, you know he makes around eight million this year, a little over nine million next year, and you know he can run to the basket. He can. Set his picks kind of like a traditional big. He's not shooting a three and all of that, but he's still young. He's you know a little bit athletic and stuff. So I I'll be curious to see what happens with him over the few. I mean I would assume he gets traded whether it's Toronto or whoever it is. Um, you know with the Dallas stuff in the center rotation, it, you know I think it might have been Jake Fisher who wrote the other day of like, hey Dallas has a million centers on the roster, but they're out there shopping, and I think it's just a testament of hey yeah we have a lot of centers, but there's none of them that were like 
super thrilled about. You know, we like Dwight is holding his ground right now and all that, but can they do they land another big out there before this deadline is over? I'll be really curious to see what Dallas does with that. But I mean, Pertle, I'm not against Pertle. I once again, I don't know if I'm, you know, texting Nick saying, hey, find a computer. We got to do this emergency pod for Yaka Pertle. But I think, I mean, could he be the best center on the team outside of KP? I mean, we could have that conversation and like, however you want to take that conversation, let's have it. But, um, but yeah, it would be an okay addition. Uh, let's take another quick break and then we'll be back. And I have a trade that somebody sent that I'm actually, I actually think makes sense for everybody. And it doesn't happen a, a lot. You know, everybody loves trade machine, including myself. I send dumb trades to Nick all the time and some of my buddies. Um, but somebody sent me a trade today and I'm like, you know what? I can actually see how this could be, how this could make sense for everybody. So coming up next, let's talk about that trade and I'll give that person a shout out on Twitter. But uh, this pod is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you cover the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march. Through the playoffs, right up to the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Bengals being in the Super Bowl this coming up Sunday. Should I want them to win just for Nick's sake? I mean, Nick and I, we're really good friends. We do this pod every single day. I'm so happy for him. Um, I don't really care. Sorry, I don't really care who wins, but I guess I'll root for them just because of Nick and uh, Scooter Scott Tomlin for the Mavs. Big uh, Bengals guy. But anyway... BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops. It's rolling right now. NHL, boxing, uh, that's two separate things, by the way. Uh, UFC, live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all our new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's talk about this trade. Um, shout out to gravity's edge 14 one. That sounds like some generic Xbox gamer tag. Whenever you sign up and you don't really have anything, uh, that you want to, you know, name your gamer tag and Xbox just gives you something. Um, gravity's edge 14 sounds like something that Xbox gave you. Um, shout out to everybody that's playing Xbox right now, trying to find an Xbox series X for a friend. So, uh, holler, uh, if you have one, it really is for a friend. I'm not saying eight for a friend. Um, if you want to play rocket league, holler at me with that. Um, let's do this. Gravity's edge 14 says three team trade, Dallas, Atlanta, Boston, Schroeder, John Collins to Dallas, Marcus smart, Maxi Kleba to Atlanta. Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell to Boston. I thought about this for a little bit and I'm staring at it right now. My computer for watching YouTube, you're like, what is he looking at? Is he praying? His eyes are shut. Um, I thought about this for a little bit because, you know, if Brunson goes anywhere, it has to be a team that's wanting to commit to him as their starting point guard for a while. Right. And, you know, we've heard the Boston stuff. We've speculated on the Boston stuff. We speculate on New York stuff, you know, Detroit. Yesterday's pod, you know, I was throwing out there about the Indiana thing because, you know, if I'm Rick and I'm, you know, doing this rebuilding, retooling, all of this stuff, you know, over the next year or so, I'm taking my newfound cap space after that Levert Rubio trade and saying, hey, I'm going to go after Jalen Brunson because I know how good he is. I coached him in Dallas. Um, so there's a handful of teams that could very well go after Brunson this summer, but. 
Boston, he would fit well in. So I'm I'm approaching this, you know, this Gravity's Edge you know, <laughs> uh, tweet here saying, I actually could see it for each side in this deal. Like if Boston ends up, if Boston trades Marcus Smart and Dennis Schroeder and gets back Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell, I get it, right? They get they get some big depth in Dwight Powell, but they get their point guard in Jalen Brunson that can run the show. I get Marcus Smart has been playing good basketball of late and has been running the show, but we all know the stuff with Marcus Smart in Boston. We read the same stuff, and Jalen Brunson feels like he could be a younger option who could you know set the offense there, set the table for him, and if they really like him, this is your chance to go get him. For Atlanta, if you're going to trade John Collins, you get back Marcus Smart and you get back Maxi Kleba. Maxi can obviously play with Clint Capella. He could play with a Kongwu. He could play with any of the Atlanta bigs. And then you get Marcus Smart to go alongside Trey Young. Like if you if you're Atlanta and you're going to swap out John Collins, and now you're going to form this two way. You know, obviously Kevin Herter could come off the bench, all of that. But you could form this defensive uh, tandem on the wing of DeAndre Hunter and Marcus Smart, like, that's scary to me. I mean, I just, I'm just saying that um, that would be appealing to me uh, if I was Atlanta. And then if you're Dallas, you're trading Jalen Brunson and Maxi and Dwight Powell for Schroeder and John Collins. And, you know, obviously this would be the move for John Collins. How do you feel about, you know, if they made a move like that, they would be confident in the John Collins-Porzingis front court pairing, however you feel about that. And then however you want to view how Porzingis and Dwight Powell play together, then just put John Collins into that Dwight Powell role. He could roll to the basket. We know he could catch lobs. He did it the other night against Dallas. He can he can actually score in the post. He could shoot the three pointer. Uh, we've seen Dwight, you know, get open threes and stuff. Um, defensively, have some big questions uh, for that. And obviously, you would ask you know Dennis Schroeder to come off the bench and you know give you some buckets stuff there. I'm not saying I'm in love with this deal. I'm just saying hats off to Gravity's Edge for at least sending a deal that I could see if you just wanted to put on a certain pair of glasses and look at it and be like, okay, I can see the framework of this like working for all three teams involved. So shout out for uh, throwing out a trade like that. Let me take a drink real quick. Not a break, a drink. Okay. Talked about Mitchell Robinson a little bit. He's just somebody I'm watching in New York. What do they do with him over the next few days? Um, if Dallas does engage New York in any type of trade, um, <clears throat> with his 1.8 expiring, I would love to just, um, kind of steal him in, in some type of deal because I just like the way he plays basketball. Um, at Yeti Moose, shout out to that handle. He brings up Robert Covington. Obviously he just got traded from, you know, Portland to the Clippers. He's on this expiring for $12.9 million. Um, he's 31 he shot 35%, you know, from last year. Uh, Tim McMahon has said this line multiple times, and I absolutely love it on different pods. Uh, Tim, Tim has said, Dorian Finney-Smith is what people think Robert Covington is. Um, I, I agree. I think Robert Covington's a little bit um, overrated in the sense of what people view him as. But here's my thing with him. If you could get Covington, because like I said, he's on this expiring deal for like $13 million. So what does he want to do next year? What does the Clippers view this as? <clears throat> if they're like, hey, we don't know if Paul George is going to come back. If they're, if that trade was purely to get Norman Powell to be on this team for next year to play with Kawhi and Paul George and all those guys, and it's still a, eh, okay, I'm, I'm glad we made the trade now, but we're not really going to go all in this year, then why not try to see what you can get for Covington over the next two days? And if Dallas could sneak in 
and steal Covington and add Covington, not replace Dorian and Bullock, but add Covington to that wing depth rotation of can you add Covington to Reggie and to Dorian? <clears throat> That's the scenario that I would love Covington. And so I don't know what the price would be to uh, trade for Covington and all of that, but uh, I'm still interested if they uh, start shopping more over the next 48 hours. Um, somebody tweeted at me. I'm sorry. I didn't write your name down and said Lou Dort. I just want to say Lou Dort's one of those dudes that I, I, me personally, I would probably overpay more than a lot of you guys would for somebody like Lou Dort because one, I would love Lou Dort alongside Luca. I think he's like the younger slash better at this moment version of Marcus smart. Um, how he would just be so much fun in Dallas and, I would probably give up too much than what I would be willing to admit on this pod. Um, I would just love him next to Luca. I'm sorry. So uh, love Lou Dort. And uh, lastly, I'm just still watching Miles Turner. That's just the name I'm watching this week uh, from a Mavs angle. I know the the foot uh, stuff. You know, you know, we've seen we saw Jake Fisher. You know, report, you know, was it last week that, you know, he got a new scan. Looks like he's going to come back, you know, sooner than what people expected, whether it's the end of this month, uh, first, you know, part of March there. Uh, I'm just, I'm just watching Miles Turner from a Mavs angle this week of what's the market going to be like for him? Is the, you know, is the trade package going to go down a little bit? Like I was kind of surprised. I thought Levert, you know, would, would net um, the Pacers a little bit more. What does what does Miles Turner get you? Like if they trade off Sabonis and get a big package back, do they kind of write off the Turner and say, you know, the Turner package is like, hey, we'll get what we can, but he's hurt and we get it, but we just want really we just want to push this, you know, full reset here. So basically what I'm saying is can you get Miles Turner at a discount at the final buzzer there? That's what I'm watching. And I know it was reported and everything that, you know, Dallas had backed out, you know, backed off of the Miles Turner pursuit before, uh, you know, before the injury and all that stuff. But I don't know. I would just, um, I would just watch. I'm watching that. He could very well be a Charlotte Hornet 24 hours from now. And we're like, okay, well, this looks dumb. But um, I'm watching what happens with him by Thursday. Love this time of the year. It's a lot of fun. We'll be back tonight. Dallas plays Detroit. It's the last game before the trade deadline and uh we'll see what happens with that there's some pistons players that could be be on the move uh does somebody get the harrison barnes treatment you know on wednesday night does jeremy grant get the harrison barnes treatment where he gets traded mid-game and all of that i mean karis lavert was about to play the the cleveland cavaliers he got traded does the same thing happen to jeremy grant as he's about to play the mavs i don't know but uh, what I do know is we'll have a pod for you every single day leading up to the deadline. We'll have a pod for you uh, shortly after the deadline. No matter what happens, we'll have a pod for you. So stay locked on the Mavs. <laughs> um, and uh, subscribe, share the pod wherever you listen. Peace out. Boom.